How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) 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 Okay. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. Uh, do you hear, <laughs> do you hear that? What's that beautiful noise? It's the crackling of the fire. Oh, I thought it was the crackling of the stars. I thought it was the crackling of my pants. <laughs> uh. I'm sorry, what? That, what, nothing. Uh, <laughs> that is the crackling of a fire, because we are not in our recording studio. Where are we? We're in... Such dreamy little space on the planet uh, called Wanderers Farms in a small little cabin by a lake with a burning, hot, burning hunk of wood stove behind us um, and an 
and actually that's pretty much all because that's it's pretty a much pretty it. small it's pretty, cabin. <laughs> it's pretty minimal yeah uh we are in a small cabin a two-person cabin here in windhorse farms and if you're not familiar with windhorse farms it's uh, just outside of bridgewater they're not paying us to tell you this but uh they, <laughs> they could be might not want us to be telling you yeah, this if maybe they... not on this podcast but i gotta say if you're looking for a romantic getaway uh, this is the fucking place to do it. I literally can see all the stars. In the literally right every single star. <laughs> um, and we're here this uh, weekend, uh, the weekend before this podcast comes out, because it's Braddy's birthday. Happy birthday, baby. Thank you. Are you having a good birthday so far? Yeah, it's been a really lovely day. I mean, to wake up in this little paradise on a river or a brook on a lake with a wood fire already going and the smell of like the pine trees and And a babely husband with a new mustache yeah the smell of my babely husband and the smell of his new mustache oh yeah (laughs) i got a new mustache and i'm real i'm all about it it's pretty I love it. It's very French. It's it's changed me. I'm a, t- I'm a whole new man. I, here's here's the other thing: is we're drunk. Uh, we've been <laughs> sitting here all day drinking wine and uh, champagne and uh, some beer from Good Robot, or for our friends at Good Robot, and uh, we're having a lovely time. If there's ever a day it's acceptable to be drunk all day, it is your it's your birth- fucking birthday day, right? Yeah, happy birthday, baby. Thank you again. We started this podcast. We're very early on into the, the, the life of the podcast. And uh, we've had a lot of people kind of asking um, what goes into a polyamorous relationship. That so, is kind of where we're at, you and I. I just want to establish the earliness of this podcast oh again. God, so, so, like, early. if I gave birth to this podcast, we would just be coming home from the hospital. Literally, yeah. Your vagina would still be sewed up. And we would... That doesn't always happen. Oh, By no? the way, my pelvis could have broken in childbirth. You know that that's a thing? You're pretty little. <laughs> I'm very small, and that is a fear that I have. I feel like your pelvis would just shatter uh, your poor little, wow. tiny little pelvis. That's yeah. much more aggressive than I was prepared to go I'm so in sorry. my imagination Okay, right okay, now. let's keep this on track. Let's keep okay, it... Okay, so we gotta, baby, we have, we have, here, Hold on, baby. hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay? This podcast is literally suckling at my nipple. <laughs> <laughs> so, my boobs are huge. Okay, right okay. So Bridie's tits are much bigger than they usually are. You're all suckling at her teat. We're trying to move this thing along. And there's a lot of people out there who've asked, what goes into a polyamorous relationship? How do you make that work? And the thing is, is that um, I want you all to slowly get to know Bridie and I. We don't want to shove our relationship down your throat right away. But, hey, we're here this weekend. We're at this cabin. It's your birthday, right? Let's talk about the reason why we're here. We're here because of your birthday, but also there's another big reason why we're here. And it revolves around our relationship. So, Bridie, take it away. Why don't you explain one of the reasons why we're doing this? So, one of the reasons that we're here at Windhorse this weekend is because we need an opportunity where there's no distractions of our everyday life, um, no responsibilities, none of the very adult and responsible things we've taken on together, like a house and a dog, a family, a car, blah, 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 um, where we can just kind of get back to 
who we back, are together. Back and to having basics. Fun. Back to basics, for yeah. sure. And so, um, you know, this is the first kind of time we've uh, intentionally done this within this relationship where things are starting to blossom with other people and we need to touch base with who we are together. And here we are in the, in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that we sat and chatted about. What are the things we enjoyed doing together? What are we both get gratification from and where do we feel the most connected? And, um, in nature is one of them. So here we are out of our, um, comfortable home and in the woods and, and it's one of it's one of the things that our therapist had literally put forward right he was saying there's three things that couples tend to fight about yeah money uh, sex and other people involved in the relationship and all three of those things are things that we face on a day-to-day basis right absolutely and i'm willing to bet anybody here in a long-term committed relationship also uh, experiences. Mm-hmm. Other people is a, a very particular example, and for us, it's something that we've actually chosen. Sometimes I'm sure it manifests in like an infidelity or something like that, but for us, we've chosen to have other people involved in our relationship. Right, much different. I have a um, a very committed relationship with somebody else, mm-hmm. um, Becca, who we've talked about on the podcast, and you also are uh, within a relationship, a new budding relationship with mm-hmm. somebody else. Yeah. Um, and we've chosen to do that. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I, a lot of people are like, you know, we talk, I t- I'll bring up this subject of polyamory or whatever, and people go, Jesus Christ, that sounds like a lot of fucking work. And it absolutely is like it's so much work but there's a lot to take from that work like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of benefits to the work that's put into it yeah i think anything that um big problems in your life usually mean you're up to big things and i think big things equal big growth so Mm. here we are in this incredible um uh situation where we have we already have very good communication, and not that we wouldn't find other things to communicate about, but here we are learning how to develop relationships um, that are unbounded. And that's a really challenging thing for a lot of people in a lot of ways, but then within a relationship, to be able to discuss those kinds of challenging conversations with someone who is more likely to take things personally or more likely to be challenged by your feelings... Um, in relationships to other people is kind of a kind of a really different situation mm-hmm. and one that I think is worthwhile because the I feel like we're here to have relationships with people like on the planet I feel yeah. like we're here to it's a big be big part of our existence in relationship yeah. to other things so there's a little little taste. I, I feel like we're going to get into this as we go, as the life of this podcast kind of uh, evolves. We'll get a little bit deeper into, you know, what it means to be within a polyamorous relationship, at least what it means for us, because it's very different for from relationship to relationship, for sure. Um, but there's a, a, a little taste. And I'm, I'm really excited to kind of dive into this and, and allow you know, the thousands of listeners to kind of come along in this journey with us. Um, but before we get too deep into that, 
Why don't we talk about a couple of the things that happened this weekend while we were here, which is kind of exciting. Uh, Great idea. Right, a couple of uh, products that we brought with us that uh, maybe we'll give a little kind of like turn me on review. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of this review is coming from you because uh, I passively on the side am kind of like utilizing these things, but not really fully involved. So the first thing is uh, we went on over to Venus Envy, or I went over to Venus Envy, unbeknownst to you, Bridie, and I bought you a birthday gift, which was the Vesper from a company called Crave. It is a (laughs) necklace (laughs) that doubles as a high-powered USB chargeable vibrator. It is a very sexy necklace, I must say. It is. Here's the thing. I saw it on uh, social media probably a few weeks ago, and I said, get me this gift. Uh, Actually, what I think I said was, if your parents ask you what I want for my birthday, please tell them I want a facial. And you said, I already told them that you wanted the Vesper necklace from Crave. (laughs) I I assume it's actually from you and not your parents, but I can't Uh, wait to tell them what you got me for my birthday. from me, not my dad. Uh, Okay, (laughs) that's something I don't want to think about when I'm using the Vesper from Crave. So for those who uh, don't know what it is, it is a beautiful uh, rose gold slash uh, sterling silver necklace that looks like a long sort of... Pendant. Uh, oh, yeah, like just a long pendant. Um, and the pendant uh, doubles as a vibrator that you can recharge with your uh, with a USB. So you can plug it into any computer. You can plug it into any sort of like USB block that you put into the wall. Um and god damn it, that thing is strong. I can't wait to wear it out because, like, I don't wear a lot of jewelry. And I just know that I'm going to be wearing this one day out. And I'm going to realize I'm wearing it when I'm in public somewhere. And be like, excuse me, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> and then you come back and like... <sighs> I just had to pee. Oh my fucking god. That was the best pee I've ever had. Where were we? Your cheeks are really flushed. Did you just put makeup on? No, yeah, it was just a really intense pee. Your pupils are huge. (laughs) Jesus fucking. Your necklace looks really sticky. So we used it, and uh, what did you think? What did you think of the Vesper? It's it's honestly one of the nicest vibrators I've ever used because it's it it's so slim, but so intense that it's uh, it's so slim, so you don't really know it's there. It doesn't actually feel you don't feel any weight. That was the thing you said to me that I was like, ooh, was that it didn't feel like there was anything there. Yeah, and that sounds delightful. It was just sensation. Yeah. Cool. Um, and it does have a few speeds, so like three speeds four. plus four different. Uh, there's there's a there's a pulsation, and then three um, constant vibrations that are at three different speeds. So like medium, mild, and spicy. Uh, and then the other thing we were using at the exact same time was some weed lube that we had donated to us from a company in Halifax that hasn't actually been um, fully established yet, so we can't actually drop their name, but as soon as we're allowed to, we will. 
Um, and what were your thoughts on the weed lube? So it's a coconut oil-based lube mm-hmm. with a bunch of weed in it. Which is great with the vibrator we were using because you can't use that vibrator with silicone-based lube. So here we are with this like coconut oil-based lube, which is one of my favorite things because it's super long-lasting. And the weed uh, lube, one thing I did find a little strange is you had to like spray it into my vagina, which I'm I mean, not against. You don't have to, but it's like try to get... I mean, you can either, either spray there. on the vagina or in the vagina. So I just... We just spread your lips and spray it on. Yeah, here's the thing. I, I, I mean, yes, it was 11 o'clock in the morning, but it also was my birthday, and so I was drunk. And so I can't quite say for sure what sensation was attributed to the wee lube and what was just like, oh, interesting... I'm drunk, Mm -hmm. and there's this lovely new vibrator on me. But I will say that the smell of it is enough of an aphrodisiac to me um, for it to be worth it. Well, here's the thing is I've used this lube before um, a few times. In someone else's vagina. On somebody else's vagina. And uh, personally, from the guy's perspective, because I put a little bit on myself earlier this morning... Is that it does, it almost like, we were talking about this with the, in our first episode uh, with uh, John and Sarah mm-hmm. in the Make Love Not Porn episode, because they had some weed lube. And I asked John, I was like, does it get your dick high? high? No. And he was like, no. But what, what I did notice that it does do is it almost, um, I'm circumcised, right? So I have a circumcised penis. Uh, the tip of my my. Like the head, my head, the head of my penis is mm-hmm. pretty sensitive. Um, but when I use this lube, it makes me almost desensitized to a point, which is simultaneously really nice, but also a little bit trippy. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean desensitized as in I can't feel anything, but I mean desensitized as in like, um, like you know, if I wanted to play the long game, like if I wanted to do marathon fucking. Uh, this would be the stuff. Oh. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it helps It mm-hmm. helps with a, the longer-lasting uh, effect. So, definitely, I don't know, definitely worth looking into. I mean, I, I, I do have to say I was expecting something totally out-of-this-world wild, like, feeling, like something like I'd never felt this before, but that wasn't the case. Uh, but what I did feel was really neat, and I would I would definitely use it. I'm just I like I know a lot of people that are real into like pheromones and like yeah. sexy smells. You're gonna you're gonna feel like an animal. Yeah, you're filthy happy. That's okay. what you are. Uh, so so yeah, let's move on to some. We got some listener mail. Advice. Uh, our first request piece of listener mail. Mm-hmm. Some advice. Some here's the thing. Before Not we get into for this, us. no 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 advice for us to give. And here's the thing that I want to preface is we are not professionals. So any, yo, if you want to send us questions and you want our advice, oh my God, please go on over to www.turnmeonpodcast.com, go to the contact page, send us a fucking email, hit us up, like slide into the DMs on Instagram, Twitter, message us on Facebook. We're so into it. But I want to preface... We are not professionals. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We don't about. know what the fuck we're talking but about. But thank you for thinking that we do. Oh, my God. Thank you for thinking that we do. So here's a little bit of uh, uh, fan mail. Uh, Brody, why don't you take it away? Uh, advice. Sex advice. 
Recently, like the last month or so, my relationship has gone from doing it like rabbits to barely anything. And when there is something, he doesn't come. Mind you, every other aspect of our relationship is phenomenal, probably better than it's ever been, like communication and fun-wise. And there's even a ton of foreplay and stuff, but when it comes to sex, he seems to be getting blocked. We're really open about talking about it and stuff, and he says he feels like he's psyching himself out or something. Anyway, naturally, I've been trying extra hard to make things hot, to make it easier slash better for him, but last night, it just resulted in an abrupt stop and him saying he needs to clear his head. Neither of us are mad or upset about anything, but I'm just frustrated and wondering, I guess, if I should keep persisting and trying to be better because it's something wrong on my end? even though he says it's not? Or should I just leave it and give him sexual space and wait for him to spark back up again? Uh, sorry for the long message. I just know you're open to talk about this stuff. And we totally are. Thank you for sending that email. Yeah, thank you so much for sending that. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Brad? From the female... Pers- so this is a female that sent us the, this to us. Mm-hmm. From the pe- fem- from the female... From the female perspective, what are your thoughts? Um, I definitely don't think the answer is you trying to do anything, quote-unquote, better. I, I've been there uh, to an extent, and that can really lead to a lot of self-conscious... Um, self-blame, insecurities about what you're providing, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, for me, when I was feeling that way, it led to a lot of, like, buying expensive lingerie that, like, didn't fucking do shit. And um, trying different sex toys, again, that didn't do shit. And I really think the answer for me, especially as I've gotten older, is... Sometimes sex is just about rolling around and doing a little in and out, doing a little fooling around and not actually coming. And I think for me, the real benefit has been accepting that and having fun with what goes on and not prioritizing necessarily the orgasm, which is like this very goal-oriented approach to sex. There's so much that is pleasurable about sex that doesn't have anything to do with coming and foreplay is really wonderful and uh i think taking the pressure off is maybe a really key thing here in the conversation between you and your partner yeah here i mean here's the thing that i that so I've been in a similar situation like this before. And I hear I think that this is the thing that's really important is that, you know, what you're saying in, in that and not everybody has to come and that's still it's still really fun, still really engaging, totally makes sense. But from the guy's perspective, if you can't keep yourself hard, there's something very like um like demasculating about that there's something very uh disheartening about that and it just automatically makes you feel like i'm fucking out i can't do this anymore i'm done and that's that's what i feel like i'm hearing from when i when i read this this sort of like in quotations blocked um and coming back to when i was feeling this this kind of thing like kind of on the regular it was a point in my life, and it was a point in our sexual relationship, where I was watching 
a like a vast amount of porn. So like basically I was jerking off to porn way more than like I, I basically I should have been or way more than I feel like anybody really should have been. And I feel like that affected my mind in a way that that directly affected my ability to like use my sexual organs in a way that was just like free and and like stress free and um and feeling capable or anything like that. It just totally fucked me through and through. Mm-hmm. And then when I went for a period of time like 2 to 3 weeks of just straight up cutting out any porn at all and making it a, a, like a, a very strong effort to just not go there and not even masturbate, not even touch myself. That was enough time to kind of like almost reset and get back into this like, okay, now I feel like things are kind of baseline again. Let's see what happens if I try to like utilize this pleasure tool uh, <laughs> without the use of any kind of like like online stimulation with just like a human to human like connection. And it changed everything. It was it was a completely different experience. Yeah, so maybe check in. See if your boyfriend's watching too much porn. And if he's not, if he's not, and here's a, there's a very good chance that he's not watching too much porn, mm-hmm. um, maybe check in and see if there's anything that has changed in the relationship, right? Like any any major changes. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the what the story is. Maybe you guys were uh, that's a, fair when apart for a while, or you know, like a lot of distance, and then that distance gets closed off. Um, where you're together now, like yeah, I don't that know. Happened with us too when I moved to Halifax and you had been here for a bit. That's right. Um, yeah, that's true. We've definitely gone through periods in our relationship where sex hasn't really been. Um, like a priority or not that it hasn't been a priority, but it, like our sexual relationship has changed. There's like a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing I would suggest checking out is a talk by Esther Perel. She has a TED talk where she talks about sustaining desire in long-term relationships. And I have to say that too, even when Jeremy and I have been very close and very intimate and and very well in our uh, relationship, there that often doesn't necessarily correspond with a really healthy sex life. Or, I mean, I shouldn't say healthy, but, like, it doesn't necessarily correspond with a lot of frequent sex. And her chat about sustaining desire in long-term relationships was, was really eye-opening for me in terms of being able to see your partner at a distance because you're looking at each other really close up a lot of the time. So I would suggest checking that out. Um, even if it gives you little blocks of time where you look at your partner from a distance, not as like he is your partner, but he is an individual, a man out there in the world. And like you are still looking at him or you're looking at him again as someone from a distance, um, as an individual and I had this feeling the other day here we are on this like beautiful property and we're wandering around in the woods and I just let myself fall about 20 paces behind Jeremy and he was ahead of me and he was walking through the snow and it was I mean a clearly very beautiful landscape and trees and um, mist rising from the snow because it's unseasonably warm here and but he was in you know plaid and very like you know woodsy colors but I but it was so um, 
lovely to take a step back and not feel anything possessive, but just to witness this human walking through the woods, having his own thoughts uh, that were disconnected from me, and just to admire him as um, a person moving through the world independently of me and our relationship. And there was something just uh, that reminded me about that that TED Talk by Esther Perel that I, again, would just suggest suggest checking out because I think it's really important to maintain a sense of individuality within your uh, relationship and in your sex life. Fuck yeah. So I hope that you and your boyfriend or husband or whatever it is. Your lover. Your lover are able to uh, figure it out and get back to having those amazing bone sessions, you know? Just smash it up. Yep, <laughs> smash it up. Uh, speaking of smashing it up, uh, we had a fucking phenomenal conversation with uh, the ever so lovely Christine from Venus Envy. If you're not familiar with Venus Envy, they are um, probably Halifaxes. One of, I mean, Halifaxes, but maybe Pride and Joy. One of Canada's best sex shops. Um, and uh, I'd argue that Christine and the the two of us had an amazing time sitting down talking about her, and also talking about. A plethora of sex toys and butt play and a whole bunch of other shit. So we hope you enjoy it. And uh, without further ado, here we go. Have fun. Oh, you missed that boat. I did miss that boat. (laughs) I missed all the boats. I missed the anal workshop. I missed the... Miss the Krispy Kreme. Imagine if those two things, you had both of those things at the same time. An anal workshop featuring Krispy Kreme donuts? I mean, that that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. could definitely do that at yeah, the same totally. time. Yeah, totally. And kind gonna, of like... I'm just going to make a quick note. Kind of... Uh, um, <laughs> fundraising event that I'd like to plan. <laughs> Krispy Kreme anal workshop. <laughs> It'll sell it like real quick. <laughs> People are going to come for one thing or the other thing. That's right. Or they're, they're actually coming for both. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah, ideally. Uh, Christine, how you doing? Good. How are you, Jeremy? I'm pretty good. Uh, And actually, I'm uh, I'm really excited because, so for the people who don't know, Mm -hmm. why don't you explain to us uh, what it is you do here in Halifax for work? Oh, yeah. So for work, uh, I talk a lot about sex pretty much every day. Uh, I work at Venus Envy, which is uh, a sex shop and bookstore in downtown Halifax on Barrington Street, uh, which has been around since 1998. Uh, I've worked there since 2013. Um, and so that involves a lot of um, talking to people about sex. Uh, also a lot of talking to people about stuff that isn't sex. Um, yeah, whatever far-ranging topics that might be yeah pretty broad i guess and which yeah. is like it's interesting you go into vns envy and the selection of the things that you guys have there in terms of like reading material mm-hmm. and and also i guess uh beyond yeah. is is quite broad yeah you know it's it's basically everything to do with sex and gender and relationships and 
like and, humanity, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're pretty uh, publicly and unapologetically like left-wing political. Yeah. And uh, so we have like a lot of books on sex, but then a lot of also books on like femi- feminism, social mm-hmm. justice. Yeah. I also worked at a sex shop. I don't what know if sex you know, shop? I don't know if you know I about know this. That. You work at Venus Envy. Venus, I look at Venus Envy as like the um, Holt Renfrew of like sex <laughs> shops for Halifax. No, and Holt then, Renfrew is scary and intimidating to go yeah, into. That, I was gonna say Venus Envy is my favorite sex store that I've ever been into because it's not only the super accessible. I walk in and it's friendly. Lots of sex shops are friendly, but like <laughs> there's also this very like educated vibe. Mm. That is what we aim for. Uh, yeah. I, I worked at the Walmart of sex shops. I worked at Excitement Video oh, in yeah. Lower Sackville, which uh-huh. is now actually Pleasures and Treasures. They, right. they rebranded. But uh, the good old Excitement Video, one of my first jobs ever. And uh, I fucking loved it. It wasn't as cool as Venus Envy, though. Venus Envy has a lot of cool stuff. Venus Envy Exc- doesn't have any lingerie. No, Excitement we Video does. Yeah. Well... Pleasures and Treasures does. Uh, but I don't think it's lingerie you, you really want to go splurge on. It's it's not like... It's like tacky? Yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, it's yeah pretty, that's what I mean about the Walmart thing. Like, it's it's pretty tacky. But there's not very many places you can get, like, um, like body stockings or, like, yeah. you know, those mm. kinds of those kinds of things. Anyway. Um, so, how, so you've been working at <coughs> Venus Envy since 2013. Yeah. And when you, cause right now you're an educator mm-hmm. there, you like, you lead a lot of workshops. Is that what you started out doing? Uh... Well, everyone at Venus Envy, we have a pretty small staff, um, small and tight-knit, so um, everyone gets to um, facilitate workshops if that's something that they're interested in or if they have topics that they're passionate about. Um, Maybe several months after I had started was when um, I started doing a few different workshops, and now I do a a broad span. So what's your, how old are you? 27. 27. And have you always been, um, I guess like if you're, if you're really stoked to take that kind of job and, and you, you know, you're looking to like dive headfirst into that, uh, world of like talking about sex and Mm -hmm. educating people about sex and selling products that are, you know, like sex positive products and, and, and toys and whatever. Um, obviously you're a, you're a pretty, sex positive person. I would say that yes. <laughs> have you have you always been like that? Uh yeah. Uh yes and no in the sense that like I think everyone has uh growth that they've done and then looked back and been like, oh, fuck, I said some (laughs) shit that I do not agree with anymore. Mm. Um but uh yeah, when I like figured out what sex was, what masturbation was, when I was like pretty early puberty, mm-hmm. um, I was like pretty into it. It's a good Yeah, it was. It was a great time. Uh, and so I would talk pretty openly, like yeah. um, with, with a lot your of friends. Family? Yeah. Not with my family. No. Um, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, my family is pretty open in terms of talking about like, like I would definitely talk to my mom about like my pelvic health in terms of like, oh, I have this like yeast infection. I have this UTI. Do we have a history of like ovarian cysts? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and like my mother and I will talk pretty openly about like vaginal health, but definitely not like 
sexual anything. Uh, is that still whatsoever. is it still like that today? Oh, it is definitely still like that oh, today. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah uh, Venus Envy is uh, really lovely in that because the job is so like sort of broad. Uh, it's been easy to talk to my parents about it. Because uh, you're just telling them you work at a bookstore? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I work at a library called Venus Envy. <laughs> yeah, and I can just leave them to choose to Google that uh, on their own time. Yeah. I feel yeah. like at this point, it's been so many years, it's probably happened. Yeah. Um, we, we were having dinner with my folks last night, and my mom was like, so how are things with the podcast coming? And I was like, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, no. No. I asked her, I said, have you guys listened? Oh, they were talking about Sick Boy, a Sick Boy episode they had just been listening to. And I said, yeah. oh, did you check out the teaser for our podcast? And your mom just went bright red <laughs> and your dad laughed. And, and I think I went bright red. I think I was even like, no, no, let's just not. Don't listen, mom. Yeah, you don't have to hear that. I told them they're going to be for sure on the podcast. And they're like, oh, no, no, we're not. Cobb can go on by himself. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I think it would be fantastically awkward for me. But yeah, probably. Probably great though. In the sa- at the same time, yeah. I don't know. Your parents are definitely swingers. That's all there is to it. <laughs> no, they are not. <laughs> oh my god. Do your parents still have sex? Uh, yes, yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's good to know. Uh, How do we know yeah. though? How do you know that? Uh, I know because uh, there aren't. Uh, now that I've been moved out of my family's house for uh, several several years now um i don't have a bed in it anymore and whenever um i go home we have to like rearrange the whole like sleeping situation and it means that for a while i was sleeping in my uh little brother's bedroom which is closer than like my original bedroom is to my parents oh no you heard it Uh, yeah oh no which is i mean that's That's awesome like i i think that's so great that is like (laughs) i'm happy about it um but you still don't but i also like yeah yeah, you know, it's, like, it's like so weird about that because I'll watch or listen to <laughs> anybody have sex, but there is something weird about thinking about you know what? Even my siblings, I don't really want to think about that. Yeah, well, no. there, I think that there's there's is that incest? Is that no. incest well, to think about it? No, like think about like, fantasies of like twin sisters or like yeah. being you know or twin brothers or whatever. It's just like is that incest? If they're in a threesome? Yeah. I don't know. Let's ask the educator. Um, (laughs) Is that incest? Help us. (laughs) I mean, uh, you could... Uh, At what? Okay. Um, so let's go back to your, your, like, your history. You were saying that when you started to, um, you know, you started to get into the idea of masturbation and like getting yourself off. You were really into it. Yeah. Uh, It was uh, James Dobson who introduced me to the concept of masturbation. Does that name sound? I know that name. Yeah. James Dobson is the founder of Focus on the Family. Uh, um, It's pretty actively conservative, super conservative Christian, like very Uh pro-life. James Dobson and I have like super different worldviews and would not get along. 
um, in person at all. <laughs> so how did he put you on to the, uh, the, the beautiful art of yeah, self-pleasure? Good question. Um, he wrote many books on parenting, um, and he wrote this one book called like The Journey Through Adolescence or something like mm-hmm. super tantalizing. Um, and it, had, it covered a lot of ground, um, and it had this one chapter that was all about like the great temptation of touching yourself, and it had like... Um, all sorts of testimonies from like reformed masturbators about like there was this great Whoa. thing that I discovered and I just wanted to do it all the time because it felt so good and uh, I just couldn't stop because it was so intensely pleasurable and then at the end I think it like concluded by saying like don't do that um, and but, then you're reading it going, uh, uh, and then I was like oh my god I'd never thought of that until you suggested it <laughs> as a thing not to do but like I missed that point mm-hmm. um, and then thought <laughs> I should give that a whirl, uh, and I did. Yeah, hey, it can't be that hard to quit. I'll just go <laughs> into my room right now yeah. and uh, try it. Okay, no, yeah, I get it. Yeah, and no, that also coincided quit. with like uh, my family getting the internet, mm-hmm. so I could um, do a lot of like research on like different techniques or um, you know implements. Uh, yeah, I would uh, I would use Ask Jeeves. Yeah. As the search engine he of my must, choice. He must have loved that. Yeah, I really I liked Jeeves. Jeeves is like a is it, is approachable a verb. Is it still there? Is, well, it, is that Jeeves still there? I hope so. Ask Jeeves. Yeah, I thought that Google was of kind of like impersonal. Jeeves. Um, and I liked having like a face and that you were encouraged to phrase your search like as a question instead of just like a, a statement or keywords. Yeah. They changed their branding as now it's just ask. What? Yeah. No, Jeeves was the best part. Well, Jeeves couldn't live forever. Right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Jeeves, and he Jeeves definitely, passed away. He started uh, out pretty. May he rest in peace. Pretty, pretty elderly. elderly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when did you when did you first uh, have sex? Uh, when I was fifteen. And what was that experience like? Uh, it was interesting. It was uh, with my boyfriend of exactly six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, pick that day. Anniversary. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that movie with Jude Law, where Jude Law had he just has sex with a lot of women. Uh, Alfie? Oh, yeah, Alfie. It was Alfie, okay. Yeah, it was yeah. Alfie. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I knew it was just one name. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so uh, we watched Alfie in uh, my boyfriend's bedroom, and then uh, we, like, started getting into it, like, near the end of Alfie, and then we were having sex, and the DVD had, like, gone through the credits and then returned to the menu, and the menu was just playing this, like, short loop of like the same song fragment just like over and over and over again and we were just like having sex and no one wanted to like stop uh to turn the fucking menu off um yeah and that was the soundtrack yeah and now every time you hear that sound which like is probably rare but if it ever comes on if it ever comes on i'm sure i would Oh my god! Yeah, it was mediocre. Yeah, sex. Yeah. It was. I mean, I. It comes I don't on know if and anyone's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Mm. Yeah, I mm. didn't orgasm. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know. Had you orgasm with your boyfriend before that? <coughs> no, no. I was fifteen, and I loved orgasming by myself, but I definitely had a hard time like being comfortable or like asking for the time that I needed, mm-hmm. um, like, I really felt like, ugh, he's just going to get impatient. 
Yeah. I, I'll just fake it. Um, which is not something that I would recommend to other people. But, Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm a big naysayer of the fake. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Just like, it just, it provokes like, uh, or just, it just cultivates shitty lovemaking. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you can't, if you're not. Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas city, Chicago, If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Not doing the thing that that you could do to make someone orgasm. Yeah. And then you feel like what you did was bang on and you're like, well, yeah. I'll just repeat that every time. It's just a, like the cyclical yeah. they definitely, awful thing. And like the longer you go with that, with the same person, like I dated that person for uh, five years and like two years in, I had to be like, uh, I need to do some other stuff for this to happen. Um, and then try to have that uncomfortable conversation of like, yeah. it's been two years. I really want to fucking come. Uh, um, whoa, two years. You hadn't came for two years. Like, uh, through- not with, not maybe like once. Right. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a great chapter. Wow. Yeah. But did it change? Like after that talk, was it like, oh, here we go. Uh, kind of in the right direction. It was okay. Okay. It was like a relationship right. that should have ended a lot Sooner. Sooner. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Like so many of our first yep. relationships. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you grow from there. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think one of the most liberating moments or times in my sexual history is the time the time when I was able to say, Hey, I'm not gonna come and that's mm-hmm. totally, totally fine. Like I don't need to right now. It's not yeah. gonna happen in this moment and I'm still having and a that's great fine. time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that in terms of as the as the guy when when that's like when that's made clear there's a lot of pressure to like make a a woman come for myself like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like I got to do this I got to do this because if I don't then it's like I'm a failure like I got to make sure I make this happen mm-hmm. and then I get all caught up in that and worked up in that and then that puts pressure on oh yeah the you know my partner to be like oh why are we, like why can't I come or like he's not making me come mm-hmm. I I should figure out a way to do that. And then, and then you, and again, it's just like the cycle. But as soon as there's the permission of like, look, don't worry about me coming. It'll either happen or it doesn't. 
then it totally changes the like the mood of everything, and then oh, yeah. everything just falls into place, and yeah. everyone's having a great time. And I think whatever you can do to like break out of that narrative of like this is what sex looks like. You do like this amount of whatever for like fifteen yeah. minutes, and then morph into penetrative sex, which like ends in these two orgasms, one following another, and like that's mm. so. I mean, I, I don't just know wanted it to be and, a part of my day all day long. Like, yeah. I just want someone to walk up to me. Um, Cooking dinner and like stick their hands in my pants and it not go any further than that. Mm. And then like maybe a little later, just you know, something else. A little vibrator up the butt. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I will check that off. (laughs) Duly noted. Wait for dinner. (laughs) Vibrator. She is scrambling eggs. (laughs) Vibrator in the butthole. (laughs) Period. Yeah, no, we all know. <laughs> um, I, I'm. I want to. This is kind of, uh, kind of throwing things away, like a, a bit, a bit off of the the own personal kind of thing, and, and into the sort of sexual education thing. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very curious about a lot of different things, and and I, I don't think about them until it's like brought up. And yeah. you were just saying how um, you said something about like exploring the different techniques and stuff used in terms of female masturbation. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, cause I had this conversation very recently with uh, someone that I'm dating and she was talking about how when she masturbates, mm-hmm. she can't come unless she gets extremely rigid mm-hmm. in her like body. Like she, she has to like flex her thigh muscles and mm-hmm. like, and like, like tense up her shoulders and like, crank her neck. And I've never heard of that before. And I was like, Oh wow. I always assume that everyone needs to be like super relaxed, you know, like, yeah. or at least the females need to be super relaxed. Is What's the, like, why, why, why is the female orgasm so much harder than like, it, like so much more complex than the male orgasm. Huh. Like, I feel like I could make myself come, in within two minutes, guaranteed, anytime, anywhere. Doesn't I don't even fucking care if people are standing around looking at me. Like I could probably <laughs> still do it. Whereas I feel like with the, with women, it's a completely different ballpark. What and is that just like an anatomy thing, or what is the like what is behind that? I don't know. That is a big question. That's a big one. I know. I know. That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, the longer I, like, have sex with myself and interact with other people and talk to other people about their orgasms, uh, everyone's fucking orgasm is so different. And everyone's, I mean, everyone's body and, like, experiences of their junk is so different um, based on so many things, whether that's, like, gender or ability or disability. um, Mm. And also, like, just, like, mental state so much about like coming as brain as well as mm-hmm. as your body and uh, I think in particular um, a lot of women have so much like shame or weird shit that we have to like unlearn about like who's entitled to orgasm who's entitled to experience pleasure um, and it's Kind of tricky to figure out. Um, Yeah, it's just muddy, muddy waters that are like, there really is no clear cut answer. Yeah. And I think women um, of like all sorts of bodies get told that, 
your orgasms are weird and they're hard and they take too long and they're complicated, which is, I mean, also can be like, yeah, they're fucking complicated. Um, but I think it doesn't leave a lot of room for folks to just like explore their, Mm -hmm. their own body and like ask for that time or ask for the specific things that they need, which is sometimes it's, yeah, it's hard to figure out. Mm. Um, I think even when you're like asking someone that you're with, like, I want to make you come. How do I do that? Knowing the answer to that question is so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. yeah. Because what? you could do it by myself. But yeah. like to be able to cue someone to do exactly what I would do to yeah. make myself come is almost impossible. Yeah. Or to like let it go of like, yeah, when it's not physically in your hands to like let someone else do that to you. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, sometimes it's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think people can do to like to, um, how do I want to word this? I have an answer for the question that I think you're going to ask, but I'll let yeah. you word the question well, my, first. <laughs> I think my question is what what can people do to find ways to verbalize those things that they feel like they need? Yeah. Even though they even though like you were saying, Brady, it's like it's almost it, it, impossible to conceive how I can tell I mean, it's the same for me. It's like I I cannot describe the way that I jerk off. Yeah, it's a very specific way, and it's very unique to myself because mm-hmm. I was circumcised at you know sixteen, fifteen, sixteen years old, mm-hmm. and so the way I jerked off before I was circumcised kind of translated over the way I I still jerk off now. But I'm un- that I am circumcised, and so it's like it's this like it's not a very straightforward way that I jerk off. Yeah, and I don't know how to ex- to explain. That I to think someone. that. When you can't tell, you should just show people. And, yeah. like, I think that everyone who is having sex together should, like, at some point in time, just watch each other masturbate. Yes. So educational, so fucking sexy. Super uh, sexy. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I bet you will learn, like, oh, and thought to, like, use that angle or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 Just everybody, listen, <laughs> stop what you're doing right now, pull down your pants, and just. <laughs> Diddle yourself in front of whoever's there. That's pretty much. I mean, that's, that's pretty I, much what Christine's I saying. Do not endorse <laughs> you that. You can quote uh, her verbatim right there. I would like to say that Bridie does not just thinks maybe we could get into some trouble. Yep, some, yeah. some caveats. Uh, maybe just take a little video on your phone and then choose who you want to show it to later. Oh yeah. Um, Coming back to the sex education thing, um, and we were talking about how how everybody's orgasm or to the, you know, the way that they achieve orgasm is so vastly different. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know that you lead um, like oral sex workshops yep. and, and you know, a, a plethora of different like yes. anal workshops yep. and, and whatever. Um, how do you, how do you go about teaching workshops uh, surrounding a subject that is, that is so vastly different for, from person to person, right? Yeah. Like for example, oral sex, um, how do you t- how do you teach a workshop on or- oral sex when people like having their stuff touched in so many di- different so ways? Many different ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, whatever topic we uh, are covering, we definitely always um, open it up by talking about that the only way to have the best sex is to communicate and talk about your sex and your like particular path to whatever like gets you going um and emphasize that like I mean I'm 
a sexpert in that, I, <laughs> which I say uh, with uh, a lot of eye rolling. Um, I don't know. You that, looked like, really serious when you said that. <laughs> yeah, uh, as a professional sexpert, uh, like I, I don't know the solution for how to have sex with mm-hmm. everybody because the only way that you can become an expert in having sex with someone is to like communicate with that person and spend mm-hmm. time like learning each other and figuring each other out. So are the workshops kind of like, well, here is a, here is what is like generally um, perceived to be an ana- anatomically pleasurable way of interacting with someone's vagina or someone's penis. Like, yeah. um, like we generally know that the, like to like, Touch the clit like this, definitely don't bite the clit. You yeah. know, like that kind of thing? Yeah, there's definitely uh, a lot to be learned from like a pleasure-based anatomy lesson, which is not the sort of anatomy lesson that I grew up with, where you're like, it's great to know that like the fallopian tube is here and does this, but like that doesn't have shit to do with mm. my Imagine. coming. Yeah. Um, and so knowing like where on the body are like the most nerve endings, et cetera, can be useful in terms of like knowing how bodies experience pleasure, which is, I mean, that's still different from person to person, but uh, it can be a good starting place. There's also a lot of, um, like, general ground rules, um, not for everything, but, like, for example, butt stuff. Everyone experiences pleasure differently, but there are some, like, key rules to touching someone's butt that, like, the rules control fun. You got to know them. Let's hear them. Uh, oh, great. So uh, I have five cardinal butt rules. Number one is go slow. Um, butts are like incredible. They can expand to impressive sizes, but like you can't rush that shit or it's going to be painful. Mm. Um, I think a lot of uh, experiences that are not pleasurable that people have of like, I tried butt stuff and then it hurt was like, you just, you can't just go for mm. it. Full and this, throttle. And also, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, this this goes for both ways, right? Not, oh, not yeah. just the in like in entry, but yeah. also the exit. Oh, it's yeah. like, don't rush either of those. No, no. For sure. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah, take your time. Uh, not It's not like a quickie situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, go slow. Um, I guess in no particular order. Uh, use lube, which is like also the greatest sex tip of all time uh, after communicate uh, for everything, but especially for butts. Your butt does not self-lubricate. You got to put lube in there. It's Spit not going to feel enough. good. Spit is not lube in the butt. No, uh, no. get a good butt lube. Um, no, yeah, are there is, is, butt are, specific lube? That's what I was going to say. Well, yes and no. So there are definitely qualities in lube um, that you can look for that will be conducive to putting it in your butt. Um, And the two top qualities that you want to look for is something that's long-lasting and also uh, something that's cushiony can make things a lot more comfortable. So silicone-based lubes are super, super long-lasting, so they're often a popular choice for butt stuff just because... It, it your just body doesn't does, go it away. just doesn't go away. Um, that can also like morph into an annoying con when you're like, I want to open a doorknob or something. Um, but <laughs> with, silicone with, lube is like I so open long this doorknob with my butthole, but it's too goddamn lubed up. Why did you put the silicone on? God damn it! Uh, yeah. Uh, 
silicone lube you can't use with silicone toys, which is like the most common butt plug material. So that is key. Um, Water-based lube is good for literally anything you encounter, whether that's like toy material, et cetera. Um, but a lot of water-based lubes, your body absorbs, Mm. um, and then you have to reapply. And so a thicker water-based lube, your body takes longer to absorb that. You're not going to have to reapply it as often. And so those can be good ones to look for. Anal lubes that I would, that are on the market, uh, marketed as anal lubes that I would like caution people against or anything that's like numbing or desensitizing. Mm. Those aren't things that we carry at the shop, but I know they, they exist in the world and, Um, Yeah, yeah. having like a pain response in your body, especially your butt when you're putting stuff in there is so, yeah, it's important. Um, That hurts my butt thinking about that. Yeah. It's making me (laughs) feel weird in my butt. Sorry. Before we go on to the other three, Mm -hmm. I just want to know, are there in these specific anal um, lube things, in terms of packaging Mm -hmm. or application, is it, is it? advisable or even beneficial in any way to like just get a whole bunch of lube up there. Oh yeah. The more lube the better. From both directions kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The more lube the better. You can use your fingers. You can also get there's a things called lubricant launchers. Yeah. Lubricant launchers. (laughs) It sounds so erotic. AKA just like basically a a fucking water gun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It looks like a like a syringy applicator. You can buy it from Nerf. Uh, it's it's a Nerf product. (laughs) It works from eight feet away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Other three uh, butt lube. uh, But go slow. Yeah. Go slow. Lube it up. Um, Start small. You can't just like go from nothing to to a fist. No. No. No, Not gonna work. Not gonna be enjoyable. Like start with like. Start with outside stuff. Start with just like holding a finger outside the butt yeah. uh, until your like body relaxes, and then go for like a finger. Go for like a small toy, um, and then like work up in stages. Super key, mm. um, but not too small of a toy. Yeah. Oh, so that leads to uh, the <laughs> other cardinal rule, which is uh, don't put anything in your butt that doesn't have a base. Yeah. Mm. Uh, super important. It won't also, be the first time. Making my butt feel weird. Yeah, no, it's sorry. No, I know um, it's okay. You know what? We spoke to a we spoke to an ER doctor. I listened um, to that episode, and he was telling us about things, things. up people's. Oh butts. yeah, there's like an annual report that's released by I forget what medical center. We look forward to it at Venus every and we, uh, every year. Uh, they do an end of year recap of things that uh, were removed butts. from butts. Yeah, and the removal process is not something that you want to think about because no. it is. Really awful, like is it how very they have invasive? to. Well, yeah, and also it, it it has. So when there's something in there, you can't just pull it out mm. because it's being sucked back in. So there's this whole thing, like it's. Yeah, Jesus. it's weird that you wouldn't it's just really poop crazy. it out. Like, like yeah, other no. things are making their way out. Why no. wouldn't it just pick that up on the way? Mm. Yeah, you'd think, but yeah. when you stick a couch chair leg up your butt, <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah, I think the butt is so fascinating and mysterious and exciting and people just get like so like interested in it but nervous about it and so instead of like thinking Mm. it through they just sort of go for it Mm -hmm. with whatever they can find risky is fun like there's a sexiness about risk but yeah don't be but also be be smart you know be smart too think about your future yeah yeah um i'm dying to know number five 
Uh, communication. Talk about it. Communication is like essential in all sex acts, but because the butt is so sensitive and um, the skin inside your butt is so thin and easy to tear and sensations are just like super amped up, um, mm. you really want to be like fully communicating with whatever is going on with your partner. Yeah. Now I'm, 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 uh, I'm surprised that out of those five cardinal rules, there was no talk of um, like, like douching or like cleanliness, mm. right? So, so doo doo and butt yeah. play. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so shit doesn't just like live in your butt all the time. <laughs> um, it, uh, it's I not feel like, like it does. Though. <laughs> I know it doesn't. I mean, but. In an ideal digestive system, <laughs> yeah. um, stuff gets digest, digested and then like moves through your body and out of your and butt. Out your body and then boom. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And ideally, if you have like nice poops, it's like it's good. If yeah. you don't have to poop, that's fine. Um, sadly, sometimes digestion is not that like easy and complicated. Uh, and uncomplicated. Um, and so another good reason why you should communicate with someone if you are going to play around in the butt is knowing where they are, like in their mm. schedule, how their like belly's doing. That's super useful. Um, I also think that one of the best ways to get comfortable with butt stuff is to just like explore your own butt when you're alone, figure out like if I put my finger in my butt, like what is going to happen when I take my finger out? Like <laughs> yeah. learn to like be like, oh, okay, it's not going to be super gross. Um, some folks choose to douche, which is like totally personal choice. Um, and if that makes you feel like more comfortable and also if you like just know that you don't have great digestion or, um, like, you don't feel super clean and confident about, like, having someone else play around with there, uh, play around in there, then... Um, probably, a, probably a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the risks and the stuff to know about douching is that there is, like, an important and beautiful... Um, Ecosystem? Like flora ecosystem in there. And um, when you douche, you're going to be flushing away stuff that is like a protective, mm. um, protective stuff that's in there for good butt health. Um, and if you remove that, then um, it can also um, make your butt more prone to tears. Um, it sort of throws off some like good uh -huh. levels there. Yeah. Right. So if you are going to douche, you definitely don't want to use soap. Um, in the same way that, like, you don't want to put soap inside a vagina. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. What are the risks associated with tearing? Because it probably happens more often than not when people yeah. are experimenting with butt sex for the first times. Yeah, so um, STI transmission, yeah. um, that's a big one. Um, also, just opening up, like, a tear inside of a place that, like, bacteria is passing through... Um, in ways that, like, maybe doesn't want to enter your bloodstream, like, yeah. that can um, not be great. Um, just general, like, pain, not comfortable. Mm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, on metal butt plugs? Oh. I've been seeing these <laughs> around. Well, get ready. And, and Bridie has one. For a passionate sermon oh, about fuck. how incredible stainless steel oh. butt toys okay. are. They are, like, whew. 
they're your jam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I do think at Venus Envy, everyone has like different staff opinions and like mm-hmm. preferences and whatever. Um, and if you come in and ask like, what are your like top five products or whatever, everyone would give you different answers. But but uh, <laughs> stainless steel specifically, the brand Enjoy, I think is like where all roads converge. That uh, is what you yeah. have, Bride. Um, Enjoy. I haven't used it yet. Little teardrop thing with a with a little handle for I a hook handle. I am so excited for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that the Enjoy. Bride, uh, are you making dinner later today? Because <laughs> I'm gonna stick that thing <laughs> up your butt. <laughs> Even though it doesn't vibrate? <laughs> so well. I can make it vibrate, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Like Electros. the handle. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. From across yeah. the room connected to your PS4 controller. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, stainless steel butt toys are incredible for uh, a few reasons. One of which is that they're just so nice and weighty. Mm-hmm. So um, if you put something in your butt and then like the weight of the stainless steel just sort of like pulling down just because of gravity can be like so cool feeling. Um, you can play around with temperature in some interesting ways, like cool it down, warm it up. Um, ah. And one of the things that I really like about um, stainless steel toys especially, yeah, butt toys, is that because they're so heavy, you get, like, such good sensory feedback without having to, like, put something that's super sizable Mm. in your butt. Like, the small Enjoy plug. um, I know a lot of folks for whom that's been their, like, first butt toy um, or the first, like, thing other than fingers that they... Um, that they put in their butt and it feels so good and you don't have to like work up to something that's like more sizable. Mm-hmm. The Enjoy plugs particularly have like an incredible um, well-designed curve to them. So they're good on like anyone's body. Like they're good for pressing up against prostates. If uh, you put one in your butt and have a vagina and then have like vaginal sex, it just like pushes everything towards the G spot in a way that's like, uh, it's incredible. Wow. Um, and, uh, uh, if you are the sort of person who's interested in like wearing a butt plug like out to dinner, um, yeah, does, you does can it tuck away nicely. Yeah, so you can it's, just sit in a chair. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> does. Um, and stainless steel is a material that you can use silicone lube with, and silicone lube is definitely what you want to go with if you are going to be using a butt plug to like go out, and not just like while you're having sex. Because it'll because, last. A good, yeah, because you know, it'll a couple last. hours for sure. That is yeah. so funny. I have this crazy mental like story in my brain about like going up to the bicycle thief and like sitting on a chair and me asking for a cushion oh <laughs> yeah I've definitely worn a butt plug to like lie and bright no way really <laughs> oh yeah that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome oh, I love it What's what about glass um, uh, butt plugs are, yeah, are, are so, you similar kind of because I feel like those are also kind of a little heavier than um, maybe not quite as They're heavy as stainless steel. They're not as heavy as stainless mm. steel. They have a similar feeling in terms of like how smooth and hard they are. Mm-hmm. Um, that compared to silicone is like a definitely a different um, different feeling, but you don't get the weight. However, you can like look through glass, which is pretty cool. We sell like a, a, f- a few glass plugs uh, at work, and if you put them in someone's butt, you can then like look into the glass, which is, I mean, kind of interesting, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. That is yeah. super what interesting. Re- like, how could you see anything? It would be so dark. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Your iPhone has a flashlight on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Just, yeah. like, point your butt towards the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I love that image. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Have you ever had to, like, surmount any insecurities about your own body or your own sexuality when you were, you know, 
exploring these? Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I think when I fucked a girl for the first time was like a, like, this is so exciting. This is finally happening. Um, but I actually, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, like, I'm so excited to be here. I am jazzed to explore. I don't know if I'm any good at this, but uh, I'm going to give it the old college try. I feel like that's how I would feel if if I was, if like, you know, Commander Chris Hadfield was like, hey, uh, you can fly my jet if you like. And I'd be like, I'm so excited <laughs> to fly a fighter jet, yeah. but I have no idea how. Yeah. Like, look at all these buttons and yeah. knobs and yeah. how, which so, ones do I press? So exciting, <laughs> but also like definitely nerve wracking mm. and like a performance anxiety sort mm. of like. Do you still have sex with women? Uh, not currently. No. Um yeah, so the person, Into it, though. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so the woman that you had sex with for the first time, obviously, by the sounds of it, was experienced in having sex with women before, or was she just as nervous and excited? Uh, probably the second one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, which was it felt that good it in that like it like, definitely made you know, it less intimidating. Like you're both like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was once really into. I had a big crush on this, um, uh, kind of like a. I don't know if this is the correct way to say this, but she was definitely more of a tomboyish kind of lesbian. Or she was a, a DJ, and she had like short hair, and she dressed like a skater. And I was like, she's a babe, and she's always flirting with me. And I've never been interested <laughs> in girls before, but I kind of want her to like teach me things. Like mm-hmm. I, I would totally, but I would have no idea. And also. I, I would worry about the etiquette of that. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I get on Tinder and be like, hey, I've never had sex with a woman before. Can Is there any lesbians out there that would like to? And I just feel like that's not the right way to approach it. <laughs> I feel like any le- lesbian in a right mind would be like. Ugh, well, how do you approach it, though? You know, it's like I, I feel like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like thinking about that that time that I, that that Ian guy like convinced me to, Convince me, <laughs> trick me into making out with him, <laughs> fucker. Uh, but like you know, like it was like that kind of situation. He was so gung ho to just like be to just let me kiss him and like be like, yeah, like let's do this. You're like you're gonna love it. I swear, it's gonna be great. And he knew that I was like, I don't want to do anything else. I just want to. I just want to like know what it's like to kiss you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be some people out there that would be like, yeah, I would love for you. I would love to teach you the ways mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the female on female action time. <laughs> super, super, action super time. fun time. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm going to use that phrase, action time. Are you coming for some action time? Uh, who's up for some action time? <laughs> Swipe right for great action time. <laughs> well, what's the future of sex toys? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think uh, the future of sex toys is really trending towards uh, toys that are designed by folks who are going to use them, which I think is uh, a good distinction that... Uh, has not historically been um, how sex toys are designed. Like, um, you see sex toys uh, in some cases, and you're like, that was not designed by a person who, like, really thought about where that was going to go or what Mm -hmm. 
the intended audience would respond to. Um, and so there's a lot of new toys that are coming on the market that are either like crowdfunded by like a group of people who are like, this is what we want, make yeah. it for us. Yeah, right. Um, or toys that are designed by um, people who are like, who are like, this is my body, so I'm going to design a toy that makes sense for my body or the ways in which I want to use them. Hmm. Um, so you get a lot of toys that are like less looking like neon, phallic, um, shitty materials. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think there's also been a good um, increase in like thoughtfulness about what toys uh, are made of. Um, like things that are more body safe, things that aren't going to like leach weird chemicals into your body or absorb bacteria. Um, so like better materials. Also, um, there's an app for everything. There are apps for a lot of toys. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. what's the future in like tech and toys? You know, yeah. like we, I was at, when I was at Venus Envy the other day, mm-hmm. um, I saw the, the like Wi-Fi enabled vibrator yeah. thing, um, which is super fucking cool. Yeah. I'm uh, a couple questions about that in particular cuz I'm curious. Yeah. Is that one of those toys that you could wear out and about? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And is does it go in the vagina and the butthole <laughs> at the same time? Um so it, you're talking about the Wii Vibe. That's the yeah. one that I want. Yeah, cuz it looks like I mean y- y- for the listeners who can't see what I'm doing, it's like if you make a uh, the the shape of a C with your hand and then you kind of elongate the C, so it's just like your fingers are like almost extended as long as they can go. It's kind of shaped like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like a it's horseshoe. This, yeah, like a horseshoe. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, does this part of the horseshoe go in the vagina and then this part go in the butt? Right on the clit. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> got it. But you could definitely, there's uh, much like an iPhone, several generations of WeVibes. Um, that you can get that have like differing sort of shapes and lengths mm. and um, degrees of flexibility, and there's definitely some that you could you could yeah do yeah, that right. with too. Um, but that's definitely the we vibe um, is easiest to use if you're a person with a vagina. You can um, put that with the inside arm inside and then the outside arm on top of a clit, and then just like put a snug pair of underpants right over top of that mm-hmm. and uh, go out. And maybe a diaper. <laughs> I mean, you know. And yeah. can you just get, you could just walk up to someone in the bar and be like, hey, download this app. <laughs> uh, Whoa, so that, that would actually be, can you imagine? Can you imagine you're just out at Line and Bright and someone's like, hey, would you download it's this like app a and more... just turn it on for me, please? I'll be standing over there. <laughs> it's a more complex process. Like you have to, so uh, you have the toy, the person, uh, <coughs> you have the toy, you have the app on your phone. You turn on Bluetooth and hook up your phone to your toy. Uh Um, And then with that, then you can send an invitation. There's a button on the app that says, connect lover. And then you uh, (laughs) connect your lover um, by when you press that button, um, a little like option for either text or email pops up and then you can text or email the invitation. The invitation. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Do you know here? what I'm wow. thinking about? Next time I'm working at like Line and Bright and I'm like trying to connect to to Wi-Fi or Bluetooth something <laughs> and I just like I'm gonna look at all those networks and be like, I wonder how many of those are <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's super interesting. And so then you get the invitation. Mm-hmm. Um and then you have the ability on your phone to control, I'm guessing the the 
the, the intensity, the, the intensity, pattern. The, yeah. yeah, right. The rate, the pattern. Yeah, there's Very all sorts cool. of options. You can draw your own. Um, wow. Yeah, there's some pretty pretty cool um, functions to that app for sure, and that can operate from like anywhere in the world over a Wi-Fi connection. I definitely think if you're like out in public, it's way stealthier to use your phone as um, as a remote than like something that's like a little plastic remote that mm. looks like it's a remote for something. Right. Yeah, you just like it's a laser look pointer, like guys. <laughs> and is that is that generally the 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 way that it would be applied? It's like it's for use in that sort of setting of like of kind of out in public. Um, or cause I'm trying to picture, um, the, you know, the shape of it now. So now mm-hmm. I'm, now I get it. It's yeah. in the vagina and, and it's like, it's curling up over onto the, the clit. Yeah. Um, would you like, would you be able to penetrate while it's. Yeah. In? So the original design of the WeVibe was made specifically so that, uh, folks could wear it and have penetrative sex. So, um, there's room, you can wear it, everyone gets vibration. Mm. Um, So it's a great toy for having sex together. And then they developed the app, and then suddenly it was like a a long-distance relationship, like game changer (laughs) um, for phone sex. Um, And so the app is like definitely fun for going out and doing like public, fun, sneaky things. Um, But... Uh, I think where it really excels is like the phone sex time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have um, like secure in-app voice and um, video chat. Um, you're not allowed to like take screenshots, etc. But you can like see each other, um, which is pretty in cool. the app. Yeah, in the app. Wow. Yeah. And so that was so popular that um, they developed and released three new toys that are more geared towards like solo sex instead of having like a shape that's geared for like together penetrative sex. Um, Cause sometimes if like you're getting this only for the long distance app and you want a toy that's more geared towards like just doing it yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's now like a whole range uh, of options that you can use with, uh, with the app, which is the pretty cool. Vibe. Yeah. I dig that. Was that a crowdsourced sourced, uh, product? It was not. It was uh, invented by uh, a couple in Ottawa. And actually, I remember this because I was living in Ottawa at the time. Um, and it was like such a big, like, town pride, yeah. I guess, sort of yeah. uh, it, sort of thing. Ottawa's now on the map, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we got yeah. the Weeva. Like a city holiday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should get that, Brad. I it's want, it's I a pricey it. one. I know it's got a it's got a hefty price tag on it, mm. but I feel like it'd be worth it. Yeah, I mean it's it just the the all the applications. It's a yeah. good, I've been a good investment for like a, a year. Yeah. I think if you break it down in terms of like cost per use, mm. that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know a, a way to spice things up. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's there is something, uh, uh, Brady and I like we we've always had a uh, a sort of a had been drawn to like the the public sex sort of exploring like you know pushing those boundaries and and that you know the idea of like wearing a butt plug and going to bicycle thief or putting on a wee vibe and going in public I it's really there's something really uh, oh, I love it I love that yeah it's cool it's really neat Deal. Undercover yeah, deal. Uh, yeah, little do you guys know, I've been wearing a butt plug this, <laughs> this whole, time. whole time. Yeah, um, I've actually been wearing women's underwear this whole time. You guys did not know that, mm. and now you do. Interesting. How's it feel? It's not uh, a thong, is it? Uh, no, it's just like uh, it's just like a pair of panties. Yeah, just a pair of panties. 
Why? Uh, my underwear was dirty. I, I didn't have any underwear. I didn't go home, and I was like, Becca, I need. So to it's s- not for sexy time. I, no, not it was. It is no, I just. Function. I literally just took Becca's underwear and was like, I have to wear these. Sorry, and then left. But I, I did feel uh, a little naughty <laughs> <laughs> driving the car from Halifax to Dartmouth today. Being That's like, so oh, I've got cool. good preparation. I know, thanks. Yeah. Right? How? What? What? Tell people how can they like? How can they find you? What you're up to? Like, what's going on with Venus Envy these days? Oh yeah, so Venus Envy has a, a website on the internet. It is venusenvy.ca, um, and then also on like several social media platforms. So Venus Envy Halifax uh, on Facebook, Venus Envy HFX, uh, all one word on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, and you guys have workshops like pretty regularly? Yeah. Like, yeah what do so you got, like two, two a month? Usually we do them uh, every second Tuesday uh, in the shop, which is quite nice. The Tuesday night workshops, they're pretty chill. Um, it's great for folks who are maybe like a little nervous about coming into the shop. It's like a nice closed space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can talk like pretty, like not intensely and the door's locked so strangers don't walk in and um, you can shop like privately afterwards. Yeah, they're cool. quite nice. Uh, and the workshop schedule is, uh, is on the website. <sighs> Butts. Butts. So much to think about. So many butts out there. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Thanks, Christine. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, and thank you all so much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, and we'll be back next week with another very fascinating, very interesting conversation, I'm sure. Uh, but in the meantime, we are, we're new to the game, new to the scene. You know, we've only been here for a couple of weeks up by this, by this point, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, considering we don't know when we air these episodes, <laughs> when we record them. Um, but go on over to iTunes and give us a rating and a review and help us get on the uh, new noteworthy chart there or just keep us on the charts in general. Uh, we want as many people to hear this fun stuff as we can. And we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram and we're trying to stay in the current on Twitter, but who knows, you know? It's tough. Um, it is so tough. God damn. And, uh, and yeah, we, we love you all. We, we love that you're listening and uh, looking forward to talking with you next week. That's mm-hmm. it for now. Until next week. Go fuck yourselves. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.